I'm Wendy Akomalafekalu, storyteller at Flutterwave. Welcome to The Wave, a podcast where we have conversations with real people about finance, business, failures, and everything in between. In this episode, I had a conversation with Tosni Olaseinde. She's the founder of Money Africa, which is a personal finance platform. She has 10 years experience in the finance world, and I think it's safe to say that she's a money guru. We talked to her about her journey starting Money Africa, and she shared some really insightful tips on money, which I think you will enjoy. The first question is, how best would you describe yourself? Can we call you an accountant? a money guru or like a money specialist? <laughs> and I get that question a lot. So I wouldn't want to put myself in just one bracket. I would call myself uh, hmm, all things money, I guess. So considering I have an accounting background yeah. and I also teach people about how to manage their money. So it's, a, it's, a, it's multifaceted, yeah. Right. So let's say money guru then. Okay, let's go with money guru. Yeah, because all things money, right? <laughs> Fair enough. Um, so I wanted to ask, what's your, how did you, what's your personal journey to get into this position? Have you always been good with money? Have you always had this knowledge? I'm glad you asked this question. So I'm going to tell you a bit of a story. So I started my first job at the age of 20 and this was in South Africa, right? right? I worked there for approximately four years before I relocated back to Nigeria. And when I relocated back to Nigeria, oh, by the way, I had a really good job and good money. But when I was relocating back to Nigeria, I had a suitcase of clothes, mm-hmm a box of shoes, a stomach that has eaten at nice restaurants and tickets of nice holidays. And that was pretty much it. There was no investment. So I was moving back to Nigeria. It's going to take me about one month or so to transition to a new job. Mm -hmm. And I was have to go move back to my parents' house. So there was a time at church and my mom had to squeeze money in my hands. For offering. For offering. I cried. Oh, wow. Oh, yes, I cried. Because... I had seen money, good money, yeah. and I couldn't account for it. So that day, I got back home and I started texting my friends, my friends that worked at McKinsey, that worked at good places. Like, guys, how are you guys doing with your money? At this point, we were all about 24. Mm-hmm. How are you guys doing with your money? And they were like, oh, Tosin, we're also struggling. I mean, and then if you go on their page or their Facebook page, they're in Malta today, they're in London Always next traveling. tomorrow. You know, so it's like, okay, there's a problem here. So if we, with economics degree, accounting degrees are struggling with money. Then how much more that other person that does not even have um, a finance background or something? Exactly. So I thought, you know what, I'm going to give myself time to fix my problems before I start, you know, venturing into it. So over the years, for the first time, I bought my my first shares. I bought my first treasury bills. I started investing. So I had another, what, five years to invest. And I also did personal development, meaning I was in, I was improving on myself, getting better jobs, getting better pay. Okay. And by my 30th birthday, I was like, wow, I'm impressed. So it was just out of fun. I started playing with Money Africa on Instagram. And then here we are. Oh, wow. Yeah. So um, how did you know where to start from? Like when you were like... Uh, I have no investments and no savings. Where do I kick off from here? That's a fantastic thing. Unfortunately, I did not go looking for like a Money Africa or a platform or a website that was going to teach me all things. Mm -hmm. Considering I had some background in finance, I just said, you know what? I'm going to start using my knowledge to do this. So the first thing I did was like what? I needed to put some money in some things that was going to have risk elements and in some some items that had no risk. So then I started buying some shares. Then I started buying some treasury bills. To be honest, it was more like trial and error. There was no set um, um, Path formula or, yeah, or something yeah. for it. Then I started seeing the power of compounding. You know how you just put small by small by small and then mm-hmm. it grows like, 
oh my goodness, that I could actually afford to take a year off work. Then I was like, you know what, I need to share the testimony wow. and, you know, let other people know that it's possible. I think it's really cool that, like, you didn't figure out money until you were 24. Yeah. Because I feel like many people expect that they should have this knowledge from when they're really young. To be honest, I really don't think it was cool, actually. We should be having these conversations early. No. I was do- okay, no. <laughs> let me let you talk. I no, hear. I understand that. Well, what I'm saying is that... Um, it's never too late for you Fantastic. To, to get that knowledge. I agree. And guess what? Anyone that's even listening to this, even if you're 30, if you're 35, it's not too late. Yeah, you can it's figure it out. It's not too late. You know, there's a proverb in the Igbo land that says that whenever you wake up, that's your that's morning. Your mo- I love that and proverb. And it is your morning. The minute you're like, you know what? I've got this. You know, even entrepreneurship, even just anything, the minute you're like, you know what? I've got this. And then you start working towards it and you'd be amazed at what actually happens. So yeah. Okay. So And another thing I've also noticed on this journey, even if you're even if you've gone back to the ground or your rock bottom, you can get back up. You can literally bounce exactly. back. Exactly. Yeah. Failure is not always it's like not. stop. It means yeah. sometimes it just means re-strategize, kick off in another way. Absolutely. So um, if you were to lay it down to the bare basics of what people should know about being money conscious and being smart with money, where would you say... So you, you had to go through your journey, mm-hmm. trial and error. I'm sure some things worked mm-hmm. out, some things didn't work out. But if you were to say, okay, don't make the same mistakes I did. This is the, these are the top three or bare basics, the minimum that you should do. What, what would you say? Number one is mindset. I know a lot of motivational speakers always preach about mindset, mindset, mindset. But I mean, based on my background, knowledge is not enough. I mean, I was chartered accountant. So it's not enough to have the knowledge. You need to actually have the mindset. You need to believe that you can gradually build wealth. Right. That you can actually do X, Y, and Z. And what helps to build mindset? Knowledge, number one. Number two, start reading. Read books. Get some personal finance books. Start doing research about the, about the opportunities that are available. So mindset is very critical. And you need knowledge to build mindset. Number two is budgeting. I know, like... Two things you do not completely outsource. You don't completely outsource your finances. You don't completely outsource your health. Yeah. If you go to a hospital, they'll tell you, we are giving you X and Y medication. It's going to do X, Y, and Z. You also need to have that kind of knowledge about your money. You need right. to be on top of it. So budgeting is very critical, knowing what to set aside on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. So we've, talk, we've spoken about knowledge and mindset. We've spoken about budgeting. And number three, do it. Just do it. The problem is that we dilly dally. I'm going to buy that plot of land. And then five years after you haven't, I'm going to buy that shares. And then you don't, you know, so you've spoken about it. You've read about it. You've drawn a budget. Take the action. Move. Wow. So, okay. So what's the biggest problem that you've been doing this for a while now? Mm -hmm. What's the biggest problem people face when it comes to money? Okay. So with money, there are four categories of people. The first category are people that do not save at all. And come, let's be honest, 70% of Nigeria's population are in poverty. Yep. So I'm not talking about those people. I understand the system is against them. I, I respect that. But the people I'm talking about are those that actually have disposable income, but have chosen to not save. So we have the people that do not save at all. Then number two, this, uh, this is the category of people that save too little. So let's say you have the capacity to be doing 20,000 naira every month. Mm-hmm. However, you're only doing 5,000 naira every month. You're cheating yourself. So although you're saving, but hey, you're not it's not well. enough. What's a good percentage to save? It depends. 
It depends. So, for instance, somebody that doesn't have children, does not have dependents, there's nobody in the village calling you to come and fund anything, Mm -hmm. you can actually save more because you have more disposable income. Mm -hmm. For instance, a person earning higher in terms of um, nominal amounts can do a higher percentage. So, it depends from persons to persons, but we always advise at least 20%. 20%. Okay. So, category three Mm -hmm. are the people that save to consume. And a lot of us middle class fall in that bracket. So, you save to buy a car, you save to go to Cape Town, you save to buy a ticket. I feel you like you're dragging to... me right now. <laughs> I feel dragged. So you just keep saving to consume. So do you see what happens? You're building a brick, but the minute you get to a certain level, you start from ground zero. It's like yeah. Mario. You know that game yeah. where you crash and then you start from level one again? Oh. And that is what happens. What we actually need you to be at is on level four. So you're not crashing. You're consistently building at every time. There should be a portion of your investment that should be deliberate long term that you right. do not touch. And that is the message we're trying to take to everyone. But how does that... So, I mean... Yeah. You have to... I mean, I understand that you have to work. Yeah. And then also you have to rest. Yes. The way I justify... I'm 100% in that category of people saving to consume. Yeah. Because the way I justify it is like, I work hard. Yes. And then you need to... Absolutely. I need a holiday. Absolutely. You know, I always tell people that Money Africa isn't just preaching about money. Reselling happiness. Right. So I want you to live your best life without compromising on your future. Mm-hmm. So that's basically the message. So yes, we can still plan to do those nice things, and but we also invest in. So it doesn't have to be one or the other. We can yeah, actually do right. both. So now instead of going on a really, really fancy holiday, can we do something lower? Something, you know, something can we have maybe a different kind of experience? Mm. You know, that way we do not sacrifice on investing. Like a staycation exactly. Of vacation in you the, know, or right. even cut down on frequency. So instead of going twice, do we go just once? once right. That way we have something to invest. So you know, just basically being able to just choose, choose. So it's all just about choosing, making better decisions. So that way you have a long term and you're still living your best life. I mean, what's the point of you not living and then get a 65 and then you have a pot of mm-hmm. a stash of investment so we still want a balance we want balance you to live your best yeah. life yeah. yeah okay okay that makes me feel better i guess i need to do better <laughs> so um you said that one of the most important things that you need to do is budget. Yeah. Um, I find that I am, I think I'm 100% in the whole millennial bracket of people that are not ex- exactly money smart. Yeah. Um, I've been looking, personally, I've been looking for a budgeting app okay. that is tailored to my needs okay. as a Nigerian woman in Nigeria. Okay. okay. Right. I have not found that app. Okay. Actually, we have one. Have you tried FindRich? Find Reach. Yes. So Find Reach also captures um, um, activities in Nigeria. So for instance, if we had to go to the place, it knows that the place is a restaurant. That's what I need. Exactly. So they already know the names of those places. So whenever you swipe or you make a purchase, they can identify. So if you were to go to a filling station, they know that, you know, this is a pet. They, or they are, they've already captured the names on their system. So that's how it works and then it makes it easier. So yeah. Do you have any apps. other apps that you'd recommend? Um, for Nigeria, I know that there's also Expensify, but FindRich is it's Nigerian, Nigerian trends right. are, so they help right. you with the categorization. And then outside of Nigeria, where would you, what would you advise? Um, yes, Expensify. Expensify. It's a nice app. All right. So you guys, those are the recommendations, Expensify and Find Reach. So I want to ask you this question. And I think that people don't talk enough about 
the doubts that they have. Mm-hmm. Career-wise, you people second-guess themselves a mm-hmm. lot. It's normal and mm-hmm. it's natural. Mm-hmm. You talk about imposter syndrome a lot. Okay. And you've had a career in like prestigious companies. You've worked in different countries. You've, you've been able to grow a business from zero to where you are right now. Yeah. Do you have moments where you still like doubt yourself? I'm going to be very honest with you. We're currently in the middle of something very massive. We're making an announcement soon. And every night I have to tell myself, Tosi, you were not lucky. They did not just... You just fall here. You didn't fall here. You worked for it. Yeah. You worked hard for it. You did not just get popular on Instagram. You worked for it. Exactly. So if I, with my 10 years of finance experience, two degrees, chartered accountant, have to keep telling myself that, that you did, you, Madam, you were not lucky. Uh-uh. Mm. You worked for it. So, of course, everybody needs a bit of luck. Maybe things were bright and people saw you and they liked you, but the truth is, it's not a it's not a one hit wonder. You've actually put in the work in the past, so exactly. it happens to all of us. And then we keep struggling with that. But yeah, being honest and having this kind of honest conversations that you know what, um, yeah, these things happen. Yeah, right. So you've been founder of Money Africa for one year. One year now. Yes. I like to talk. So something that I think motivates a lot of people, like we said, mm-hmm. we talk about talk about the imposter syndrome. Talk about the fact that sometimes you doubt yourself, but you mm-hmm. it's not just about doubting yourself. Mm-hmm. You have to put in the work because yeah. you have. Mm-hmm. If you were going to talk about moments where you haven't always gotten it right with Money Africa, like if you were going to tell us Why not? top three mm-hmm. moments that... Top three moments. There's sometimes I'd be like, oh my gosh, you could have been explosive. You can be more aggressive with your growth. And then you're just like, you know what? Baby steps, mm. one step at a time. And there's something called a baobab tree where it looks like it's not growing and then all of a sudden it just goes boom. From zero to you know? So be kind to yourself. Put in the structure. Sometimes I'm like, oh my gosh, I need a bigger team. I need to be more aggressive and things like that. But yeah, taking the good advice, if you need a change, go ahead and take it. And then sometimes, oh, I need to outsource more because this is something I really, really love. Sometimes I could want to hold on a little bit too much. Mm. So I have to keep telling myself, it's okay, let them do it. Delegate, delegate. You know? <laughs> so it's a, it's a great moment. And the beautiful thing is, as they always say, Feel fast. So feel fast means that, you know, we we'll get the work, but if it doesn't work out, at least you know that it's not going to work out. Exactly. So yeah, you just have to exactly. be honest with yourself. Put in I the understand work and that people in. think that feel fast and feel forward are like tech terms and buzzwords that people use mm. a lot, but I think it's very yeah, valid. It's very, yeah, it just fast. means put in all the energy, yeah. put in the work. So if it doesn't work out, at least you know that you've put in the you've work. You've done the work. Yeah. So if you're going to talk specifically, is there any, a time when you, you've, what we would call a challenge or a failure that you have learned from? Hmm. A couple, like I already spoke about how I was broke, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> rock bottom broke. Um, there was another role I was at that I feel like I should have stayed longer. Right. Yeah, you know, right. it was like, oh, you know, after I moved, I was like, oh, Tilson, come on, you should have stayed longer. So mm. you get that. And if this is any form of comfort, I was speaking to another lady, successful, doing very well career-wise. And she was like, Tilson, I moved jobs and I felt like I should have stayed at that other job longer. So mm. it happens. Yeah, yeah. But the beautiful thing about it is like a, it's like a, like a GPS. So let's say even if you took a wrong turn. You or reroute. You, you reroute. So guys, it's really not that deep, you know. Be kind to yourself. Take the journey. And also, it also depends on how you live. You understand? Right. So, um, I, like I always, let me just um, pivot a little bit. I do that a lot. This, the reputation is very huge, especially in a place like Nigeria where, um, where it's yep. a low-trust environment. Yep. So, if you're genuinely just putting in the work. So, even when you flop and you drop the ball, they look at the other things you've done well and people like sort of, you know what, let's give this person a second chance. So, yeah, do your best. Try hard. You make mistakes. You get back up. It's life. I think that's really good. Yeah. So, um, we're still in it. 
Women's History Month, right? All right. And I have a very important question to ask you. Go for it. So who are the women you think have shaped you and your journey? And like, how important is it, do you think, as a woman, for you to have like a tribe of women that have basically been your backbone? All right. So in terms of women that has shaped me, I'll go with my mom. Okay. Um, she's really awesome. She's kind. She's patient. I wish I had her grace. And she's so positive. <laughs> like, my mom is just so super... Like, why are you never down? You're always just so much positive energy. So, yes, she, has, she shaped me in that form. They're talking about a tribe of women. I mean, there's a proverb that says, if you want to go fast, you can go alone. But if you want to go strong, you can go together. Yep. So, you need people. And that's really just the truth. That sometimes you're down, you're out. You know, it's nice to have other people to fall back on. Mm -hmm. And just people being honest, sharing their stories. Another thing of, as well is also motivation. Like, um... Um, a lady was sharing her story on Twitter the other time and she's built a venture capital company. And, oh, wow. you know, she, for, I mean, she's had a female-ran um, accelerator and things like that. And it was really, really nice and impressive to read that. So knowing that somebody has done X before mm -hmm. is almost like a validation or like a, like you can do it. Somebody yeah. has done it. So the tribe is just, you can't, you can't um, overestimate. It's like really, really amazing. I yeah. think that's really cool. So, um... We're going to go into your day-to-day -day now. That's fine. How do you start your day? Okay. So, I I wake up. <laughs> I want to say I pray. That <laughs> doesn't happen all the time. And then I'm on my phone because a lot of our work is online. Right. And we have um peak period. So, the mm -hmm. peak period is when people are commuting. People are oh, commuting right, right. between 6 a.m. and 9 a.m. Mm -hmm. Right. And we want to get their attention. So, we've already, like, scheduled up uh, stuff for those hours, mm -hmm. but we also want to engage. So the minute they come and say, oh, da, 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 we are ready to start responding and things like that. So that's our peak time, 6 a.m. to 9 a.m., just to get on the top wow. of the mind of people. Yeah. Yes, yes, we're capturing you guys. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's it. So the, that morning time is very busy. Then yeah, towards 10 or 11, mm -hmm. and, yeah, take it easy, do all the stuff, you mm -hmm. know, do mm -hmm. admin stuff and all of that. And then we start also looking for how to also create content that is relate to people. So let's say something fresh, something new comes up. Right. We want to address it. You mm -hmm. understand? And be like current. Exactly. And, and yeah. be fresh. Yes. Right. And right. be fresh. So that, that way we always stay on the top of the mind of people for personal finance. So what is something that you do on a daily, weekly or frequent basis that you think has contributed to your success? Okay. I think for us it's consistency. Showing up every day. So yep. we, no matter what, we show up. You know, we all show up. I know it's a lean team. It's relatively small. And then we just show up every day. So if there's anything that we've done, it's consistency and being there. So every day people know that. We're going to see at least something from Money Africa. Yeah. We never disappoint yeah. them. We always show up. Okay. Yeah. So what's one statement you think? Or what, what is something that someone has told you that you think drives the way you move through life? Hmm. Okay. <laughs> I don't think it's what anyone has told me. I think it's... I think it's um, I think for me, it's what I saw in the Bible. Okay. And saying God saying that, I think it's John 3.16, that he loves us so much. So just knowing that there's this magnificent being out there that loves you so, so much. And you also want to just share that love with other people. I think, yes, that's a driver for me. Okay. So is there anything else that you want people to know? Okay. I think I've been asking myself a lot of time, why are we here? And things like that. So I just want to tell everybody, no matter what endeavor you're in, you know, do it with some optimism putting your right. best, even if it doesn't work out, that's fine. You can start again. Um, 
many people, it's like, see it every day like you've gotten a new lease on life and just how to make the most of it. And the truth is this, even though a lot of people would not want to admit it, we are also of winging it. Some are doing it to a higher precision level than others. So it's really never that deep. Just going to optimism, putting your best and hope for the best. Right. Where can people find you? Yes, you can find <laughs> us on Instagram, Money Africa. You can find us on Facebook, Money Africa. On Twitter, at The Money Africa. And we also have a community where um, a lot of investors and just come together, talk about this. Oh, what are you? This inflation has dropped. This has happened. Yeah, but that's a paid community. Though. You can find that on our website, www.themoneyafrica.com. Thank you very much for speaking with Thank us. Thank you. Today. I enjoyed it. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you to Tosin for speaking to me. I hope you found our story as inspiring as I did. The Wave is hosted by me, Wendy, with music by TMXO. If you enjoyed this episode, rate us and share with a friend. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. We're at The Wave Podcast. Until next time, stay curious. Curious. curious.